Hello everyone, this is Colleen Lama, Starseed Astrologer and Spiritual Messenger from SacredSoulEmpowerment.com, here to do your weekly intuitive reading for Monday, April 5th through Sunday, April 11th, 2021. For this week's weekly reading, we'll be using the Angel Tarot Deck by Jane Wallace for the main message for everyone. We also have a special message card here for everyone for the collective from the Black Moon Astrology Cards by Susan Shepard. And then your special message card, depending on your stone of choice this week, will be coming from the Sacred Power Reading Cards by Anna Stark. Just a reminder that this is the first full week into the new month of April. So if you haven't already watched my monthly intuitive reading for the month of April, complete with the energy vibration of the month, the astrology transits of significance, messages from our angels and guides, and a special message card for the month, depending on your crystal or stone of choice. So again, be sure to go onto my YouTube channel to watch that as well. So let's go ahead and start by taking a look at what your stones or crystals of choice are for this week's weekly reading. So this week I decided to show you some of my special intention pendants. I always get a lot of wonderful comments when I show these beautiful wire-wrapped crystals and stones that I have. This one is beautiful and mystical labradorite. It's a cabochon, meaning it's got a flat back to it. This is wrapped in silver and given Reiki with the vibration of master number 11 infused into it. Now, master number 11 is the number of the visionary and the light worker. It has infused into it the planet Uranus or Uranus energies, which is the planet of higher dimensional energies and ruler of the God mind. The opening of the crown chakra is infused into this one for increased clear cognizance, ability and inner knowing. And also, a connection infused into this one uh, to our star brothers and sisters of the highest vibration of light. Okay, your second stone of choice or special intention pendant of choice is this beautiful shatakite. Now, this shatakite is wrapped in gold wire and it's Reiki charged with the vibration, again, of master number 11 and master number 33. So this is going to include increased psychic abilities, including clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, clairsentience, um, for both of those master number energies. It's infused with the energies of the planets of Neptune and Uranus for connecting to the higher spiritual realms and the God mind. The activation of the crown chakra, third eye chakra, and throat chakras for opening up to higher guidance and wisdom, having clear inner sight and vision, and speaking one's authentic truth. And it's also infused with the energies of Archangel Uriel for creative inspiration and wisdom, and Archangel Michael, or Michael as I like to say, for strength, courage, and leadership. And then your last special intention pendant of choice is this beautiful amethyst cluster. This amethyst cluster is wrapped in silver wire and it's been Reiki charged with the vibration of the number nine, the essence or the number of the humanitarian, creative energy, spiritual energy, and master number 11, number of the light worker and the visionary. It has infused into it the qualities of the sign of Pisces for unconditional love, compassion, and spiritual connection to one's angels and guides. 
It's got the opening and balancing of the crown chakra to open one up to higher wisdom and guidance. And infused into this one is Archangel Raziel's energy, the Archangel of Alchemy, and Divine Magic. So again, your stones of choice are the Labradorite, the Shatakite, or the Amethyst. So let's start by talking about the astrological energies for the week. Now, just a reminder, as we're in a new month, we have a, a new monthly vibration for the whole month of April that is different than the month of March. So again, that's covered in our monthly intuitive reading. But as we move into this week, we have a lot of Aries planets, a lot of Aries energy going on this week, along with some mutable and air qualities. So what I mean by that is uh, we have Venus and the Sun and Mercury, and later on in the week, the Moon in Aries energy. Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. It's fire, it's inspiration, it's leadership, it's initiation, it's take charge energy. On Tuesday the 6th, Venus, the divine feminine planet, the planet that rules relationships, as well as personal resources like our finances, she's in Aries and she is in a sextile connection to Mars the warrior, the planet of energy and action in the mutable air sign which rules the mind gemini so venus and mars are the lovers okay venus is the feminine mars is the masculine they're coming together in a positive aspect the sextile is a positive aspect of opportunity so there's an opportunity here for us to initiate something to take charge to move forward on our ideas to initiate some sort of communication that might assist us in moving forward on our path the thing with the sextile being an aspect of opportunity is that sometimes opportunities come and go. So unless we see the opportunity, that we are aware of the opportunity, and then we take some sort of action or initiative on the opportunity, it might pass us by. So this could be anything from initiating a new project, a new way of thinking. This could be something initiating uh, something within a relationship since these are the lovers coming together. So just know that this is a positive aspect, but you definitely have to do something with it. Then Friday, you know, Friday kind of kicks off the weekend and there's some interesting energies uh, coming up here, which will end in a new moon, which is a time of new beginnings on Sunday. But it's a little funky here when we get into Friday the 9th of April. First, we have Mercury, the planet that rules our thoughts, our perceptions, and how we communicate. And it's connecting to Chiron that rules past life wounds. Now, Chiron is the wounded healer, so he's also known as the shaman, someone that's here to help us heal our past life wounds. But these two planets, Mercury and Chiron, coming together are in the sign of Aries, which again rules the self. This rules your self-confidence, your self-initiative, your self-awareness, you know, it's all about your self-identity and, and sense of self. So this is about wounds regarding how you think about yourself, how you perceive yourself, because Mercury is there. This could even be how you communicate with yourself or even how you communicate with other people, because a lot of our wounds play out within our relationships. So that happens first on Friday the 9th. 
Then, a little bit later that day, we have Mars again, the warrior, planet of energy and action, still in Gemini, which is mutable and changeable and scattered and not very grounded or focused when it comes to that Mars energy of moving forward. So we can be a little bit uh, distracted and all over the place. So if that wasn't enough by itself, the Mars in Gemini is going to be in a challenging square aspect to Neptune in Pisces. Neptune is the planet of the spiritual realm. It's the planet of the intangible, the unseen. It also rules unconditional love and compassion. But remember that this is a challenging aspect between these two. And because Mars is in Gemini and Gemini is not very focused and grounded, Neptune is in Pisces, which is considered another mutable or changeable sign, so it's not very focused or grounded. I feel like our physical energy might be either not grounded and focused, so we can't move forward very well, or we get scattered a little bit, or we're trying to juggle too many things, and we kind of lose our uh, momentum or lose our focus, but this can also rule our physical energy. Mars rules our physical energy. So it can be a little up or down, or we might start out with a lot of energy and then feel a little bit tired or our, like our energy has been drained. So just know that in, in trying to move forward on ideas, give yourself some room, give yourself some ability to kind of go with the flow. Give yourself some ability to kind of change from one direction to the next because that's what Mars challenging Neptune might be all about there. There might also be something regarding illusion or confusion. Um, there might be miscommunication because Gemini is a communication sign. And again, with it challenging Neptune and Pisces, there might be miscommunication. Um, things might be said and not heard correctly or things might be said and you didn't mean to say it that way or... Or maybe you did and you weren't really thinking through what you were going to say first. So there might be some weird kind of communication stuff going on. And then we move into Saturday. And Saturday has both Mercury, the planet that rules again the mental realm, and Venus, which we talked about earlier this week. Venus ruling the divine feminine relationships and our finances. Both of those planets are in Aries. And they're both in that sextile aspect of opportunity but to different planets. So Mercury is going to sextile Saturn. Saturn brings structure and form and the ability to manifest something. Now, sometimes Saturn is about karmic lessons, delays, or limitations, but Mercury is in a, this positive sextile connection to Saturn. So I feel like there is an opportunity here to focus our efforts um, as far as our ideas and our communications with other people a little bit better. There is a, an opportunity to network with new people or an opportunity to initiate communication or a gathering um, that might be a new endeavor in some way, shape, or form. Now, also on Saturday the 10th is when Venus is in a sextile connection to Jupiter. Now, Jupiter is the planet of blessings. Jupiter is about expansion, and it can bring abundance and prosperity and just a lot of wonderful things into our life. However, Jupiter, known as the planet of expansion, can also expand us into the not-so-positive. Wherever we're putting our focus, Jupiter just likes to expand the energy. Again, this is a positive aspect, though. 
the sextile is a positive aspect and it's about that opportunity. So we have to see the opportunity and take action on the opportunity in order to benefit from it. So there is this possibility of some sort of blessings coming in because not only is Jupiter known as the planet of blessings, but Venus, who's connecting to Jupiter in this sextile aspect, she's also known as the planet of blessings. Jupiter is the greater benefic and Venus is the lesser benefic. So they both bring in these wonderful blessings of prosperity and abundance in some way, shape or form. Jupiter just does it a little bit on a, grand, a more grand scale than Venus does. So look for, you know, something good, those opportunities that can benefit us on Saturday. Now, Friday and Saturday, we're in the dark of the moon phase because on Sunday we have a new moon in Aries. So the day or two days before our new moon, we're in that dark phase of the moon which is sometimes a little tricky to move through or maneuver through emotionally. And since Friday especially, we have those couple of tough aspects, I want to say that we might be moving through some, you know, karmic lessons that we have to pay attention to, which is again about miscommunication or lack of focus or not being grounded or wounds regarding the self, um, you know, and all those things that we talked about. But then we come into again this new beginning on Sunday, the moon, the sun come together at 22 degrees of Aries, and they're both in a sextile aspect to Mars. Mars the warrior, Mars the planet of energy, action, forward movement, in that sign of Gemini, which brings us new ideas, new information, new messages, new communications. And since the new moon is about new beginnings anyway, and it's the in the first sign of the zodiac, Aries, which is the birth of, of the new astrological year, and so the true birth of a new energy, this is a great time to set out your intentions. Intentions for the next month or your intentions for the next astrological year. What do you want to bring into and manifest in your life? What, do you, what, what seeds do you want to plant and watch grow over the next few weeks or months? So really think about after Sunday, what do I want to initiate? What do I want to begin? What do I want to birth in my life? Because that new moon with that sextile opportunity aspect to Mars that can fuel it with its energy is really positive. Also on Sunday though, after the new moon, Venus is in a challenging aspect to Pluto. So Venus is still in Aries. She's strong and independent in Aries. She's a leader in Aries. Okay, so the Divine Feminine is strong here and confident. But it's challenging Pluto. And Pluto is the planet of death and rebirth, transformation and change, and power and control. So sometimes there can be some power and control stuff. And since this is a challenging aspect between Venus and Pluto, there might be some power and control issues within our relationships, because Venus rules relationships. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean romantic relationships. It can be any kind of relationship. There might also be some struggles or, or disempowering um, aspects or energies regarding our personal resources, our finances, our money. Or our personal resources can be those resources within ourselves, like our gifts, our talents, our ability, our time. So again, there could be some disempowering situation, disempowering or controlling uh, or overpowering uh, energies, but this is pushing us because that's what a challenge square aspect does is it pushes us, in this case, to take back our power, 
This is going to push us to take back our power, own our power, be more self-confident, find our sense of courage to take a, a bold step or to take a risk and to move forward. So let's go ahead and take a look at the messages from our angels and guides for the week. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we turn over the first card. We have the seven of wands. This is like the seven of rods, the seven of fire. And it says at the bottom challenges. Okay, now fire, the suit of fire or rods is spiritual energy. The number seven, it's an odd number. And you can see that there's three rods that are down here kind of pointing all in one direction. There's three rods up here in this angel wing kind of pointing sort of off in a different direction. And then we got that one singular rod in the middle that's pointing straight up. And so, yeah, that, that can be scattered energies. That's where some of those scattered energies with uh, Mars squaring Neptune comes into play. We've got energies going in one direction, energies going in another direction. And we need to kind of bring them into focus in order to move through these challenges or rise above these challenging energies. We need to, first of all, go within because the number seven is a number of going within into self-contemplation, quiet time, to center yourself, to balance yourself, and then to try to realign and move through whatever these challenging energies are all about. It could be about a challenging situation, or it could just be about the challenges within yourself where you're getting too overwhelmed, you're trying to do too many things, you need more information, so you're trying to do something without the proper information. It can be any or all of those things, and it can be other things as well, where there's just, again, this imbalance of and scattered uh, energies that are happening. So the best thing to do again with that number seven is to try to quiet the mind, silent the, silence the mind and all of its chitter chatter, and it's wanting to you know move into the negative. So work on your thoughts, work on your perceptions, and work on your belief systems. And again, bringing them into a better alignment so that you can move through whatever challenges here are showing up, at least in the first part of the week. When we go forward here, we turn over the next card. Okay, and then we have the Knight of Swords. The Knight of Swords says drama at the bottom. So the sword suit is the suit of communication, thoughts, ideas, perceptions, and communication. The knight, uh, as far as the court cards, right, we have the page, the knight, the queen, and the king. So the knight is still considered an immature energy. If we were going to give it an age range, we would say the page is a child, the knight is sort of like a teenager or a very young adult, so they're not, you know, quite... Uh, in the place of wisdom yet. The queen definitely starts to get more into the aspect of knowing who she is and having wisdom and she's, you know, that uh, aspect of the divine feminine. And then we have the king, which is the most mature of the energies, the divine masculine, very focused and very grounded. So the knight is a little ungrounded. The knight is unfocused. The knight is lacking in maturity a little bit. And so when we have the knight of swords, this can be uh, someone who's frustrated or gets frustrated too easily over things that are inconsequential or allowing things to overwhelm them. The Knight of Swords can be about, again, miscommunication or saying things that you don't mean, uh, you know, getting into maybe arguments or disagreements with someone um, and not being necessarily mature about it all the time. We can just get totally uh, 
anxious, you know, the knight of swords, again, the swords is the suit of, of our thoughts, our perceptions and ideas. So we can just have a lot of nervous energy, a lot of anxiety, and just a feeling of being overwhelmed. And that produces either drama, drama energies within ourselves, or drama energies in situations, perhaps with other people. So, you know, you be, definitely be aware, this, to me, uh, both of these first two cards seem to emulate that Friday energy um, that we have going on with Neptune challenging, or Mars challenging Neptune, excuse me, and Mercury, the planet of the mind or thoughts or communications coming together with Chiron, the wounded healer. So the last card came out as two cards. Let's go ahead and see. I'm just going back to the knight because I'm looking at his his stance here. You know, he looks like he's in a, a stance where he's going to be victorious and moving through it all. So I have faith and trust that you're going to be victorious and successful and moving through whatever these weird energies are. Um, okay. So when you center and quiet the mind, you can move, you know, through that drama energy a little bit better, both within yourself and if there's anything with other people. Okay, so the first of the last two cards is Major Arcana 5. This is the Hierophant. This says Angel of Blessings. Wasn't that funny? We were talking about Jupiter being the planet of blessings and Venus being the planet of blessings. And we're ending with the Hierophant, which is Angel of Blessings. Now the Hierophant, you can see, usually is depicted um, in the traditional tarot as a religious figure of authority, like a priest or a rabbi. And someone that other people, here we have, you know, two small, almost you could say children angel facing this, you know, more of authority angel figure. And so it's usually about looking for information, messages, or guidance outside of ourselves from a person of authority. So this doesn't necessarily mean looking for messages or answers from our angels and guides. This is about going to a counselor, going to a therapist, going to a priest or a rabbi, going to someone that has knowledge about something that you don't and asking for assistance. So in this way, um, there's a lot of blessings coming by seeking information from somebody. Now, usually in the traditional hierophant, I would mostly say to seek answers within yourself to, you know, that we definitely, if we need to, of course, look outside of ourselves, but we need to seek answers within ourselves too and listen to our own intuition. But here again in this angel deck, we have a beautiful angel here who's the Hierophant. We have two people with angel wings down here and it does say angel of blessings. And so it gives the a feeling that we are seeking information or guidance from someone else that seems to be in some sort of a position of knowing or a position of authority. And it's going to bring us some benefits. It's going to bring us some sort of blessings um, in doing so. I'll be curious to see here. In fact, you know, there's two keys here. So in talking to someone, connecting with someone, networking with somebody, it's the key to help you to further your goals or ambitions. It's the key to move towards those blessings. But let's see what the card is that came out with it because that will be something that helps us to define what that card is about. Ooh, I love it. The Wheel of Fortune. Major Arcana 10, the Wheel of Fortune. This is standing with the Hierophant. 
and at the time towards the end of the week when we have our new moon in Aries. So beautiful because this is the angel of destiny. The wheel of fortune is spinning and we're moving into our destiny. The, you know, this is like fate aligning. Uh, the stars aligning, I guess I could, that's a better way to say it. The stars are aligning in our favor to bring us or guide us towards our destiny. And here we have this beautiful angel in the center. There's a book here that could be reminiscent of, again, information or messages. This could be the Akashic Records. Um, we have the stars, the universe here around the outside of the wheel. We have an angel with a sword. This could almost be a, a female rendition of Archangel Michael with his sword, helping us to move forward on the next step of our destiny path. And again, this wheel with the Hierophant, it's, you know, the blessings are coming to move us towards our destiny. So this is a good sign that if, again, we seek information or messages from someone that can help us, you know, this could be a friend, a mentor, um, you know, again, some sort of uh, person that has that information that we don't, a teacher, a spiritual teacher in some way. And whatever information or messages they have for us is going to help us to transition and move forward in a positive way towards our destiny, the next step on our path to bring us towards the abundance and blessings that we're seeking as we enter the new moon in Aries cycle of energy. So basically on Sunday the 11th when we have the new moon in Aries, again, write out your intentions or do some sort of ceremony work. And then for the next two weeks, while the moon is waxing, until we get to the next full moon, which will probably be around the 25th of April. During that time between the 11th and the 25th, when we're in that new moon cycle in Aries of new beginnings, take actions, plant little seeds, move towards your goals in whatever way possible, because that's going to help this wheel of fortune to kind of spin and turn to lead us to the next positive step on our path. Well, that's quite exciting. Let's look at the special message card for everyone here from the Black Moon Astrology cards. And I did this because we have that new moon in Aries, which is special. Whoa, can you believe that? Jupiter return and benefits. So here we have Jupiter coming up again. It might not be a bad idea to call in or invoke the energy of the planet Jupiter. Just like we invoke the energy of Ascended Masters or Archangels, um, or even calling on and asking our guardian angel or our loved ones that are on the other side for assistance and help. We can invoke the energy of the planets, the stars as well. And Jupiter's highlighted this week. You know, there's opportunities here, blessings here, benefits here that Jupiter can bring us. Jupiter can help us to expand into these beautiful and wonderful blessings. So call in Jupiter. Ask Jupiter for its positive and benevolent guidance or messages to the next step on your path to show you what it is um, that you need to move towards or, you know, to ask for those benefits to come in. Tell Jupiter you're ready for the benefits and the blessings to come in, that you're ready to receive them now. But I also feel like taking some sort of actions because of that new moon in Aries, and Aries is an action-oriented sign, take some sort of action towards what it is that you desire to create in your life. And that's going to bring those blessings and those benefits to you. So let's take a look at your special message card depending on your stone of choice. 
Okay, so for those of you that chose that labradorite, I'm gonna give this a little shuffle here. We're asking for labradorite. Special message. Special message for labradorite people. One actually right here. You know what? Two cards. Maybe everybody's gonna get two cards because it just I could not decide. Exploration and change, okay? We're gonna go with exploration first. We're exploring the new uh, energies out there, right? We have this person, they're exploring the new road, they're exploring the new terrain, they're exploring um, the different, you know, kind of uh, colors or, or energies that are out there that the universe has to provide. It almost looks like they're contemplating and trying to think, do I want to step on this path of new beginnings? Or do I want to take this road? Or do I want to just cross the road and go into the mountains and, and like experience that? You know, what do I want to explore here? Um, we have north, south, east, and west. We, I don't know if this is, at first I thought this was an eagle, but I don't think it is. But we're going to go with that higher vision of the eagle. But the north, south, east, and west, um, that compass is trying you know it's trying to point you this is the universe trying to point you in the right direction now the first thing i thought when i saw the compass though was that some of you were going to be moving relocating or traveling for some sort of reason that's connected to a destined or fated kind of happening in other words you're meant to be moving or you're meant to meet somebody new or you're meant to have this opportunity so if there's an opportunity even if it's a short distance travel i say take it you know, if you're invited to, you know, show up somewhere and it's only an hour away, take it. There's something here about this compass and, you know, again, some sort of movement or travel uh, or relocation that's interested. Do you want to go north, south, east, west? There might be a connection to the medicine wheel as well. And what does north, south, east, and west mean in the Native American medicine wheel? That's a whole other story that you might want to look up. Are you attracted to a particular direction on the medicine wheel? And what does that direction, uh, you know, hold as far as messages? But we want to explore new horizons here. Again, I don't know what this is at the top, but it, initially I thought it was like an eagle or a hawk up there flying. So what new vision do we want to explore? What new scenery do we want to see? What do we want to create in our life? And what goes along with that is change. You're exploring change, right? You're exploring and moving into change. And here's the new moon. Here's the new moon up here. It's kind of like the moon blocking out the sun, right? It's like right before the dark of the moon. So we're in this cycle of new beginnings towards change. And both sides of this card, the green side with the lush green tree, but also the beautiful red side, right? This is kind of indicative of spring. This is indicative of fall when the leaves started changing colors. So whatever changes you initiate now in the springtime here in the Northern Hemisphere, look to them to start to come into fruition in the fall. Conversely, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, like those of you that are in Australia, you're in the fall time right now. You're initiating an energy of the fall and by the time we get to the springtime, for those of you in the Southern Hemisphere, you could see that change start to sprout and grow. So either way, know that the seasons and having a little bit of patience, because when we plant new seeds, they don't grow overnight. So you're initiating some sort of change. You're walking down some sort of path. You're exploring new horizons. And eventually, 
within a couple of seasons, within about six months, you're going to start to see the benefits of those seeds that you're planting or those actions that you're initiating towards those steps that you're taking. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at special message card for the Shattakite people. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Shattakite, I feel like we need to be fair and we need to pull two cards for each stone. So we'll see if Spirit actually agrees with that. Shattakite, special message. Special message, message for Shattakite people. Shattakite. This one, I'm going to put it down for a minute. And this one actually calls to me. Okay. So let's go ahead and turn over these cards. Ooh, isn't that interesting? We've got the animal kingdom. Talk about the Native American wheel here. We've got the bear, we've got the eagle, we've got the wolf, we've got the deer. It looks like an owl over here. Here's another rendition of like the moon, but it's sort of like a first quarter moon here. You can see part of the moon blocked out like its first quarter moon, which is about a week after, a week after the new moon. So this is about animal totems. And you know, a good way to get signs from the universe is through animal totems. I love animal totems. There is a great book called uh, Animal Speaks by Ted Andrews. There's a great tarot deck, which I often use in my weekly readings, called the Animal Wise Tarot Cards by Ted Andrews. Both of those, uh, that book by Ted Andrews and that Animal Wise Tarot Deck by Ted Andrews is going to be great for looking up animal totems. What does the bear mean? Bear is about cycles. What is the eagle? Flying high, power, new vision. What is the deer? The deer is gentle lure to new pursuits. What is the wolf? The wolf is about kind of being a loner, but also knowing how to be involved in community because they run in a pack, right? They're, a, they're an animal that's a loner, but they also run in a, in a family pack. And then the owl is about wisdom, hidden wisdom and knowledge or connecting with your, your inner higher soul self. So those are very simplistic, you know, um, ways of explaining these different animal totems. Now, the second card, I kind of had a sneak peek. Look at that, the owl. The owl is highlighted, and we still have this other rendition of the moon cycles. So we have like a first quarter moon here about a week after the, the um, new moon. And then we have a whole moon cycle. So we're talking about as we get into the new moon in the month of May. So something between the new moon now and maybe you're initiating something about a, a week after. So next week would be around the 17th of April doesn't mean exactly that day, but maybe you're initiating something within a week. And then within a moon cycle here, you're going to see something come about with it. Now the owl says sacred wisdom. We have a sacred ge geometric shape. The owl has, you know, white, so it's like of spirit. It's that higher spiritual wisdom and knowledge of the owl. And that's what the owl normally stands for anyway. It's about your own inner truth your own inner wisdom, your intuitive messages from within, connecting to your higher soul self, being silent, silent in contemplation, silent in meditation. This is a white owl though, so it's definitely highly spiritualized energy. 
This is kind of, to me, like shamanic energy. Some sort of huge, wonderful uh, guidance is taking place. A connection. Look at this geometric shape. It's like activating something within you. So I feel like your intuitive powers are going to be activated within the next month cycle. So look for your connection to your higher self to be activated. Look for your intuitive psychic abilities to be activated. Look for your higher wisdom and knowledge to be activated. Maybe this is about learning something new or even teaching something new if you're a teacher. Um, but there's definitely um, other animal totems that are calling you in as well. So take a look at some of those messages from those other animals as you, um, you know, as you try to figure out what the, the full message is, although I did give you a little blip of each one there. Okay, those of you that chose the amethyst cluster, amethyst cluster, special message for amethyst cluster. Okay, I got to close my eyes again because I opened my eyes and there's way too many cards jumping out saying, pick me, pick me. This one definitely is one of them. Okay, let's give this another little shuffle. Okay, this one's sticking up. That one there. Okay, let's take a look at these messages for you. Okay, wow. Well, that goes together too. So the one that's here on the top. Isn't that interesting? Do they all have moons in them? No, that one doesn't. But this one also has a moon, if you can see. This looks like, uh, I don't know, like it's not even a full quarter moon yet, okay? So this is shortly, now this can be either a waning or a waxing moon, I'm not quite sure which, which way it goes. But this is about reflection, you know what? I'm being told that this is the dark of the moon phase before the new moon, okay? So here's the wolf again, okay? The wolf and the shadow, the wolf and the shadows, right? So the wolf again is kind of this loner energy and that's kind of how we feel in the dark of the moon phase. In this case, again, it's Friday and Saturday this week before we have a new moon is that dark of the moon phase. We might feel like we want a little bit of downtime, a little bit of alone time. We might be going through some subconscious uh, pattern energy challenges. And we need to reflect on who we are. We need to reflect on what's happening in our lives. We need to reflect on the situations and maybe even some of our relationships. We're trying to understand on a deeper level, right? The darkness is kind of the mysteries of life. So we're trying to understand on a deeper level what it's all about, what's happening in life. We're, we're trying to understand the shadow side of our nature because this wolf is in the shadows, right? Um, but yet the universe, big, bright, beautiful, starlit sky out here, right? And this almost looks like, um, whether it's the Milky Way or... Um, what do you call that? All of a sudden, Orealis, or, 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 you know, I don't even know how to say it. All of a sudden, I'm drawing a blank. But you know what I mean. There's the magic in the sky here. Some beautiful, magical energies up here in the universal sky. And so this is happening again, I feel like, at the dark of the moon. We have a couple of stars here that are highlighted too. So you definitely have some assistance um, from other realms from Star Brothers and Sisters of the Light, from the Healers of the Light, to move through the self-reflective time to look at your life, to look at yourself and figure out what that next step is. We have a wolf way back here in the background too, howling at the moon. 
So calling out to spirit, calling out to your angels and guides, calling out for assistance, guidance, to be shown the way, basically, through this time period, whatever it is you're dealing with. And what came out with that is soul journey. So you're on this soul journey. I feel like this is, you know, right before the dark of the moon where we're reflecting on subconscious patterns and, and maybe challenges and trying to figure things out. Um, and then as we move into the new moon phase, you're on this new beginning soul journey. There's a new road ahead. And you can see other souls are also on this journey with you. Some of those souls you may know, some of those souls you may not know yet, but you will be meeting them soon. And you're kind of traveling towards this beautiful uh, vision of this city in the background, right? And this is kind of, um, it, it's, it's kind of metaphoric, right? It's metaphoric for you traveling towards your truth, traveling towards your power, traveling towards your inner wisdom traveling towards your dreams. Um, so as you move forward, as you decide to, after reflecting on life, right, you want to reflect first, and then you want to initiate this soul journey on a new path, on a new beginning. And it might be a little bit of a winding road, right? It's not going to be a straight ahead kind of thing. It's not going to be totally clear because as you're walking one way, you can't necessarily, as you're moving and, and your face is forward this way, you can't see what's over here. So just trust and have faith that this winding road, this beautiful golden white road, right, is going to lead you to your dreams, to all potential possibilities to blessings. I mean, if you look back here, it just looks like a lot of blessings, a lot of beauty, a lot of abundance, a lot of prosperity, a lot of spiritual enlightenment. Look at that energy up in the sky. This is leading you towards your spiritual truth. And these figures, this this is you here starting and initiating the soul journey. This is your light body. So connecting to your higher soul self, connecting to your light body and calling in your soul's you know, again, magic and soul's divinity to take this soul journey forward to move towards your dreams. So I feel like you start out the week here, right, where you're going into the depths of the subconscious and trying to figure out certain aspects of the shadow side of, of the personality or, or certain patterns that you're trying to move through. But if you make a conscious choice and connect to your higher soul self, you can start out on this soul journey to move towards your 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 blessings, your your truth and the magic that awaits you. So that was beautiful. Thank you everybody for tuning in for this weekly intuitive reading. Sending you all lots of love and light and sending you wonderful new moon and Aries blessings that I hope all manifest into your heart's desires and your dreams. So sending you lots of love and again angel blessings namaste everyone mm -hmm.